you know, once you get older and you, you broaden your eyes and think about things that you could be more successful at, then it's a, it's a cool journey. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Short Story Long. This week, I'm really excited about this episode. We're sitting down with NBA superstar DeAndre Jordan. DeAndre came by the office to talk about um, some ideas he had for starting his own podcast, and we decided to just go ahead and hop on Short Story Long to um, show him how it goes and also get his story. So I'm really excited about this one. He did a really good job at telling his whole story from childhood, first getting into basketball, um, going to Texas A&M for a year, getting drafted, and sort of his mentality and some pre-game warm-up mental exercises he does uh, to do the things that he does in the NBA. So check it out. I think you guys will like this one. I'm really excited to share it. Um, that being said, make sure you go to iTunes or the podcast app on your phone. Leave me some positive feedback. Leave me five stars. Let me know what you think. Let me know what you'd like to see more of, less of. All the feedback does a lot for the show and for the ratings and for everything. Um, also, don't forget to subscribe to my newsletters, uh, ynr.la slash drama. Go to that, type in your email. It'll sign you right up for my weekly newsletters. I'm talking about what books I'm reading, um, podcasts I'm listening to, documentaries I'm watching, all of that stuff. Um, go to youngandreckless.com, use the promo code SSL for 40% off all full-priced items. And don't forget to check out my new podcast slash YouTube series that I started with my business partner and longtime friend, D. Murthy. It's called Group Chat. So it's available on podcasts. If you just search Group Chat um, in iTunes or in all the podcast apps, you will find it. Also, if you go to youtube.com slash drama drama, we upload all the videos there and all the videos from Short Story Long and all of my video content goes there. So check that out, subscribe, leave me some good feedback, go shop on Young and Reckless, subscribe to my newsletter, and get ready for another great episode of Short Story Long with DeAndre Jordan. The hardest part is figuring out what you want to master. Focus on your product. Can you tell somebody that they suck? You gotta just go for this it. This is exactly what I wanna do for a living. You can't even tell somebody that their breath stinks. You know what I mean? It could take your whole life and then you find your worth. The product is number one. If it's scared you, you should probably do good it. Good content is good content. That is the coolest shit I have ever seen in my life. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, welcome back to Short Story Long This Week. I'm pleased to announce we have a very, very, very special guest. I'm very excited about this episode. A future podcaster and current NBA superstar, DeAndre Jordan. Oh, yeah. Yes. Working on my album right now. Ah, it's so good. We were just talking about how just having microphones, just having a mic sort of in your face makes you want to play a different character. And that yeah. was my broadcast. Yeah, so I was thinking about making a freestyle here on the show today, but I think I'm going to hold off. If you feel... If you feel like that's what you want to do, I'm just letting you know this is a perfect place to do it. Okay. So just is, we got is, about 45 minutes. circle here? If, yeah, we're in the circle of trust. Okay. At some point, I may just bust out and do a little run. Maybe one of your answers want to be in freestyle form. Ooh, okay. You know what I mean? Right, I like that. Um, so thank you for making this happen. I know you're a extremely busy guy. I'm not very busy. Well, it's not what uh, the TV tells me. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, but yeah, I'm really glad we can make this happen. Thank you. Yeah, thank you for having me, bro. Let's get right into it, man. Like I was telling you before, I what I really like to do is go through people's stories. And, I, and I'm especially, I think it's really cool when it's people like you that mm -hmm. so many people know and that has had these achievements on such a high level and is on TV on a regular basis and operating at such a high level. I think to be able to sort of make you relatable is really interesting to me. And that's kind of the goal. So what I usually start off with asking people is, where they're from? Where did you grow up? Houston, Texas. What? Um, Third Ward, Houston, Texas. Man. Oh, man. Yeah. What? Uh, how long did you live there? All my life. Really? Until really? what? Like when did you? When did you move out? Uh, when my you mom kicked me out when I was uh, eighteen. 
know, yeah. when I was 17. Yeah. No, I went to college for yeah. <laughs> I went to college, so that was great. I went to college for a year. It was I went to college at Texas A&M, so it was only an hour and 15 minutes from Houston. So Got it. Okay. Yeah. Uh, okay, so all the way back to the beginning, what is life like for a very young, like sort of your earliest memories? Do you have like earliest memories growing up in Houston? Oh, uh, it was it was it was fun. It definitely shaped me into the person I am today. Yeah. Uh, but it was a struggle, man. It was a struggle. My mom uh, raised uh, me and my three younger brothers. We're mm-hmm. all two years apart. Mm-hmm. Uh, single mom, you know. So that was that was definitely tough. I don't know how she got it done a lot of the times because I was, I have one child. I have yeah. a two year old son now. And I'm like, shit, this is tough, yeah. you know. So, yeah. And she had four boys, and with with jobs getting laid off and stuff. And I'm like, oh, you know what? I look in the mirror. I'm like, I have a pretty good job. Yeah. But but yeah, you know, it's it's, it's still tough. Yeah. It's, it's still <laughs> tough, man. And. Um, it, it it definitely molded me to to be a, become a hard worker, but she um, she she definitely made it made it work for all of us, and it was a it, it was a it was a process, but it was something that I I, I definitely uh, look back on, and I'm appreciative for it. Yeah, yeah. it's funny, like as I do, because you know I've done so many of these interviews, and I sort sort of start to see like patterns or like what really matters and what, and I just like I underestimated how much people's childhoods mold them for their life. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's like, oh, yeah. if you were, I mean, some people are born into to hard circumstances and it ruins their lives. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Some sort of rise above it and it makes them stronger than anyone with a perfect childhood. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like, it's really interesting how your perspective on those things at a young age really affects how you go into the rest of your life. You yeah, know? you kind of go into it thinking about like, man, should I, this is tough. Like, but then you think, okay, if it was easy, everybody would do it. Yeah. But then you look over and see, oh, okay, well, all of my friends are doing this. Maybe I should just succumb to the environment and to society and just do this or yeah. stay in this, stay in this in this circle in this space. Yeah. But then you think about, okay, well, shit, I look on TV and I see this person is doing this, and they're from a similar area to where I'm from, yeah. and they're successful, so I feel like I should be able to do that. Yeah. And if I could use basketball as a platform to do that, then then why not? Yeah. And um, anyway, anybody be successful and get, you know, to not be the same as you were. Yeah. You you always want to change and evolve and become better. Yeah. yeah. Where do you think you got the mentality of like, I can do that? Like, I see this guy on TV from a similar place where I'm from. Like, I can be different than all of these people around me. Was that just in your head? I think it was in my head for sure. But then, you know, there was always competition with me and my younger brothers. Yeah. We always had a conversation. I'm better than you at this. I'm with, you know, so there was, there was, there was a lot of fights, <laughs> you know? Um, Were you the biggest? I was the biggest. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, like my mom had a rule. So it's four of us and you couldn't fight somebody two <laughs> years under your weight class. Damn, you know that's what I mean? Or your age class. So I could only fight Corey because he was right under me and Corey could fight. You could fight up or one right, down. You, you could, you could fight down. Yeah. I could fight down. I couldn't fight up. There was nobody else to yeah, fight yeah, up. Yeah, but he could. But you could fight up. Yeah. You couldn't. Yeah, so it was, it was, it was weird. And uh, What a cool role. And I, and I think that competition aspect definitely was something that, that kind of instilled that in us. And, you know, my grandmother, she was a, a teacher for 40 years. Yeah. So she always, you know, harped on us about being better and, you know, always staying in school and becoming a better person. And was, she always preached, be smart. You have to be smart. Yeah. And, um... And I definitely think from a young age that was that was that was put on put yeah. on us. Yeah. Do you think you uh, had any like older brother protector like take care of the three little brothers sort of thing? In you? did that happen or not? Really? Yeah, man. I, it was it was really my mom. Uh, really? She was she was definitely, uh, um, you know, like mother mother bear. She yeah. definitely uh, was was ready to go at all times. And then my. My older cousin, who rest in peace, passed. You know, last year, uh, Skeeter. He, he was. Uh, there was no boys yeah. in the, in the family until it was me, yeah. and he was like what, seventeen years older than I was. Mm-hmm. So when I when I was born, he was. Oh man, I, it's finally another boy. So he definitely looked out for uh, me and my three younger brothers. Yeah. yeah. Um, what about early? Like before? I mean, how old were you when you first started? Actually, when you discovered basketball. Oh, uh, I play basketball, man. Like every basketball player says, all my life, forever. Yeah, yeah, I play forever. But so you don't remember like a moment. No, but I remember um, when I first played on a first organized team, and I was like, oh my god, this is cool. Like I yeah. get to play on the team. And what age was that? Uh, twelve. Got it. How yeah. tall were you at age twelve? Man, I was taller than a lot of my teachers. I probably was. About, <laughs> <laughs> I was probably six feet. Jesus Christ! Or six foot? I don't know. Did you just grow early? Like you just grew 
early, or did you have some crazy growth? I was spurt? always tall. I was always the tallest person in class, but I think I had a huge growth spurt after my freshman year of high school. I started my freshman year. I was six three. Yep. And then I came back and I was like six nine. Jesus. So everybody was looking at me like, "This guy's an alien," you know. And I kind of <laughs> was like, "What?" Like I don't feel different. I feel the same. Yeah. But I was like, "Oh shit!" I gotta duck my head under this door. I didn't have to do that last year. But yeah, yeah, yeah. you don't look at yourself changing like that. That's you know, true. It's kind of. I'm like, oh wow, like. I'm walking like a big friendly giant now, you know what I mean? So that was that was that was that was fun. It was a fun little experience. Yeah, were you ever like uh like sort of skinny, lanky, tall, like Always. trying to figure out you were? Yeah, and I had big ass feet, so I looked like an L, you know. <laughs> Just a walking L. Damn it. Um, um so did you ever have any like, I guess this is my other thing, like when you were young, like teens, did you ever have another career path plan? Did you ever think like, man, I did not. Yeah, that's good. That's, I like that. And that's and that sucks to say. At no, that age, I'm like, you no. know what? I'm pretty good at basketball. Like, I want to be on TV playing one day. Yeah, you know what I mean. And then, but the thing was, we talked about it earlier. You come into a situation and you think, okay, well, this is my dream, and that's it. My dream was to make it to the NBA. Yeah, that was it. Yeah. You know, like, man, if I could, you know, make it to the NBA, that'd be great. Yeah. I didn't think about making it to the NBA. You like. And accolades and, you know, what actually playing in the NBA, not just making it. Yeah. You know what I mean? And yeah. being in the starter in the NBA and then having all of these opportunities to be, you know, the player that I am today and then the yeah. player that I want to become in, in years from now. And yep. it's, um, you know, once you get older and you, you broaden your horizons and think about things that you could be more successful at, then yeah. it's, a, it's a cool journey. It's uh, funny the perspective of it. Like we were talking about earlier, like it's just – it's funny how you kind of set these unattainable, crazy goals, mm -hmm. right? Like, I want to make it to the NBA. And then a couple years after, I'm just guessing, a couple years after being in the NBA, you're probably like, okay, now I got to actually like, yeah. perform. Yeah. Like, just like, being in the NBA yeah, isn't like, okay, enough. Yeah, that's not enough. I'm like, okay, you know? I'm 19, I'm in the NBA. I did every, did the things that I wanted to do. Now what? Now what? Yeah. Yeah, that's like, damn, I'm 19. Yeah, it's <laughs> Like, crazy. What's, what's next? And then it's like, okay, well, okay, fuck, now I want to play. Yeah. Like, now I want to play more. Now yeah. I want to start. Now, now there's I want this to, record. Yeah, that, and it's like, and, and it's cool to knock down those things as you get older, and um, then you just the cool thing about it is you can always set another goal. Yeah, you can always get better at something. You can always aspire for more, and that's that's um, that's the great thing about this business. Yeah, so true. Yeah, um, yeah I always say too. It, what's so fascinating to me is I've interviewed multiple people who have had early childhood dreams of let's say being in the nba mm -hmm. right or being in the nfl or like these sort of dreams but but they there's always a moment in their story where they had to realize that that would never happen right i'm talking even to like my five foot nine indian business partner <laughs> thought he was going to be in the nba you know what i'm saying like there was a moment where he yeah. had to unfortunately realize he will never be in the nba yeah. and i think that it's so fascinating that you actually are 100 living your like 12-year-old dream. Yeah, man. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's so dope. That's awesome, and I yeah. love it. I'm, I'm very blessed and fortunate to be in the situation that I'm in now, especially, you know, like you said, it's millions of people that want to play in the NBA. Yeah. But it's only 360 of us yeah. in, in there, and every year it's a new draft, so there's always competition, and which which is great, but it's, it's such a small um, percentage of people who actually achieve that dream. Yeah. And, and, and granted, there's other leagues out there, and other great leagues out there that people are playing in, but um, obviously, you know, I believe that this is the pinnacle. This is the hundred percent the best league to play in, and uh, to be a part of that is um, it's definitely humbling. Yeah, it's yeah. cool, man. Um, so, when did you start? Okay, so you you said you were like how old were you when you first started in like a league? Uh, twelve. Okay, twelve. 12 yeah. So, were you good right away? No, I was. I was <laughs> no. Nah. The first coach I had, you know, as I developed into a better player, when I was in high school, he was like, man. You know, you, you got so much better. And I'm like, yeah, thanks. Like, yeah, I knew I would get better. Yeah. But he was like, yeah, don't get too cocky. I knew you when you couldn't walk and chew gum at the same time. So I kind of was like, wait, wait, damn, was I that yeah, bad? Yeah. <laughs> but, it, but, you know, it takes, in my defense, it takes us big guys a little longer time to get into our yeah. our, our bodies. Yeah. yeah. When do you feel like you started to, like, get it? Like, when did it, did it like, was it high school it started to click? I think or? it was, like, my freshman year of high school. Yeah. And I think that uh, I thought that because that's when I got my first letter 
you know, yeah. from a college. And I was like, oh, shit. Yeah. This is big time, uh-huh. you know? Like somebody's, and my first letter I'll never forget was from the Southern Illinois Salukis. Uh-huh. And I was like, oh, I'm going to Southern there Illinois. There we go. I'm a Saluki. Here we go. I'm going. <laughs> <laughs> you know? and, and, and being young and being like 15 years old and, and getting that letter, that was super exciting for me. And I was like, you know what? These are the first people that sent me a letter. They deserve I'm rocking me. I'm, with them. I'm, I'm going. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, I, and then the next week, I got another letter, mm-hmm. and I was like, okay, I'll, All just, right. I'll just put this in the shoe. <laughs> yeah. And then after a while, it became a point where I was like, damn, I don't want any more letters. Yeah. And I'm like, no, you want more letters because this is what you wanted. This is the path that I've chosen, and um, and it's definitely paid off. So yeah. Cool. yeah. Did you have like a plan um, in high school of how you were going to get to the NBA, meaning like I'm going to go to hopefully this type of college, I'm going to do this, I'm gonna, this is what I'm going to enter the draft? I didn't even have I was going to make it out of algebra too. Yeah, okay, good. So, I, <laughs> shit, that was, that was, I don't so know. you were just I, going with the flow. I was just, I was really going with the flow, man. Yeah. Uh, I was, and you're young, you're just having fun playing basketball, but you knew ultimately what you wanted to do with, yeah. with, with you know, with this, with this path. And uh, I knew, I was like, okay, well, I got to graduate high school and yeah. I got to continue to get better. Yeah. I got to go to somebody's college. Yeah. And perform. Um but and, that was it. Yeah, that was, that was that was really it, man. Any moments, any early moments of like almost getting caught up in negative bad shit or any? Did you ever do that, or were you always pretty like on the right path? I was uh, younger, way in my younger years before I actually was playing like organized sports. Yeah, yeah but um, my mom, you know. She just kicked my ass. Yeah. So, so, is that what it was? Like, mom yeah. just had you on the straight path. Yeah, she had, a, and I, and I and I had three younger brothers, so I had to, you know, set an example. And even though my, you know, I, all of my friends who I still love to this day, um, you know, they may have taken other paths yeah. than than I did. Yeah. Um, and all your brothers, I couldn't take that path. All my brothers play play sports. Um, two of them football guys. One of them was a baseball guy. Yeah. So. We're a pretty athletic family. Man, props to mom. Yeah, man. I just feel like that would be so difficult. Like now as I start to get older, like you said, as I, I don't have kids, but like putting myself in that scenario of trying to raise that many kids in that environment yeah. and keep everyone, like not only keep everyone alive, yeah. but like keep everyone on a good path, I just feel like it's impossible. Yeah, I know, it was, I know it was tough. That's why today I look at her and I'm like, I don't know how you did it. Yeah. Because I'm looking at my son and I'm like, this is tough. It's tough. And, and I, I'm just working on potty training. Yeah. This is tough. It's so you know true, what I'm I can barely um, take care of myself. Yeah, this is tough, man. Yeah. But, it, but it makes you appreciate um, how you grew up yeah. and the people who helped take care of you. It's so true. Yeah. yeah. Um, so you decided on to go to Texas. You said Texas A&M? Yeah. Why there? Uh, it was an hour and fifteen minutes from home. Yeah, and I was eighteen years old, so I was really comfortable uh, in Texas and and being close to family. Yep. And they were one of the the first schools who recruited me and uh, and offered me a scholarship. And I had two other um, club basketball teammates who already had went to school there. Yep. So I was going down there every other weekend, going to look at check out football games and basketball practices. So. Ultimately, I just felt at home with, yeah. with that school. Yeah. yeah. How were you in school? Like I was, I was a good student. Decent? Yeah, yeah, I was a good student. Yeah. We we definitely had tutors and uh, yeah. and study hall mandatory hours. Yeah. But I was, but overall, I was a good student. Yeah. You know, we had class checkers. You had what? Class checkers. What's that? Like, you went to class and there was a girl or a guy sitting there with a notepad, and you had to sign your name to show that you went to class to on every class. Yeah. Damn, I'm trying this to think of what we that, did. I'm pretty sure that probably was illegal for coaches to do that. But that's something. Oh, that, it was only for the athletes. Yeah. That's what you're saying. Oh. Yeah. And I'm like, all right. And then the class checker oh, would sit there and kind of maybe like for half an hour. And Make then sure you didn't bail? Yeah. And what, what type but of I had some class checkers that you signed in and as soon as everybody signed in, they'd leave. And then did you ever leave too? We got the checkers. Okay, never mind. We won't. We won't. <laughs> I think it's time for my freestyle. <laughs> oh man, that's so good. What was the class checker a student? Yeah, just a little snitch. Yeah, huh? snitch. Damn just, it. Probably not getting paid. Just just wanted to be in the NBA. Extra credit. Yeah. Wanted to be in the NBA, and their dreams got killed, so they became a class checker. A class checker. <laughs> Stupid. Guess who won't be on this podcast? <laughs> class a class checkers. checker. Yeah. Uh, um. How does it work? Because like I told you before, I'm not good at basketball knowledge. But like if you're 
How do people decide whether to go straight to the draft from high school or to go to college? Like, is that sort of deci- decided for you? No, nah, you can't do that anymore. You have to do one year. You have to do at least a year. Okay. Um, when did the, that start? The year, two years before I got drafted, that was the last year to do it. Got it. Okay, got it. Um, and everybody was doing it. You know, if you were good enough, go. Yeah. You know? That's what LeBron did, right? Yep. Okay. LeBron did that. And then I think the, what was it? Um, I think it may have been Kevin Durant's draft. And Greg Oden, those guys, they had to do one year. Got it. Yeah. Got it. Uh, they had to do at least a year of college. So um, then everybody was like, damn, all right, I got to go to college. Yeah. yeah but, but, but you know what? I think that you know, if I would have had the opportunity to come out of high school, I definitely would have tried to come out of high school. But I I do appreciate college, though. Yeah. Because. What, what, why? Um. Wait, this is a this is a G, this is G rated show or this? No, this is full this no is full. rating. <laughs> uh, college, college, college is, is great. Yeah, you guys should go. So to more on like just the like social <laughs> level. <laughs> no, college is great, man. I had a good time. Like it definitely taught me more responsibilities because yeah. like in high school there was no, you know, schedules. Yeah, you know? it was. But in college, like you have schedule, you have class and you have practice and you may have class again yeah and then you have mandatory study hall hours and all of this stuff so i appreciate college and that aspect of getting you ready and getting you in a more of a routine yeah for for the next level it just teaches you responsibility i think and socially it's just cool and socially it's, it's great because i didn't go right i didn't go to college yeah and I, I that's the one thing that i think i sort of missed was like it forces you to go around all these new people yeah and it's just it seems like a different social vibe than how high school is, yeah right yeah. and there's like events and there's frat parties or whatever the hell people are right yeah I, yeah frat parties yeah, i don't know maybe i was at a couple of those but like where are people partying at, at texas a&m like you go to like the downtown zone so and like everyone this is this is i, I think it's funny yeah when I, <laughs> when I when i first got to school uh my mom was like you know where are you going and i was maybe like 10, 30, 11, and I'm like, oh, man, I'm about to go to the library. Yeah. And she was like, damn, like, again? I'm like, yeah, again. I got to go to the library. Love this these is, books, This mom. place is crazy. Yeah. You know, I'm just getting ready for school. And then the next weekend, where are you going? Back to the library. Mm-hmm. And she was like, y'all always at the library. And I'm like, yeah, it's right, you know, it's right next door to the dorm. So I just, you know, walk over. Yeah. So fast forward two months later, my mom comes down. And then I show her the dorm and all this stuff and show her around campus. And she's like. Wait, I thought you said the library was next to your dorm. And I'm like, yeah, it is. So she's like, show me. Oh, so man. I'm like, okay. So, Ma, you can't get past so, mom. So we walk by the, we walk by my dorm and she's like, where's the library? And I'm like, it's right there. The library is a club. It's it, called the library. It's called the library. Uh, yeah. So you didn't lie. So I, I wasn't lying, but lie. I was definitely at the library. So anytime she, she would call, she'd be like, where are you going? I'm like, going to the library. You know what I'm oh, saying? Man. And uh, that, that place was cool, man. It was... Um, Oh, the, the little area was called Northgate. Yep. So we would always go over there, man, and uh, and have a really good time. Yeah, like I just think that's an important uh, part of sort of learning how to be a normal social functioning adult, yeah. you know, is like yeah. how to just be in that environment. Yeah, know? man. It was good. I missed that part. Um, so at Texas A&M, what was the vibe like when you went, like from, you go from high school to college, was there any shock or any like, you know, uh, this is a different level or this is this coach is good or bad or was there anything like that i think for me my biggest struggle was a mental struggle mm-hmm. um because physically and you know athletically all of that like i felt you know i was i was good i was good playing and but for me i wanted more i wanted to play more i wanted you know more of a uh, opportunity more of a responsibility and yeah. um the big thing was patience and i'm like no i don't want to wait mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. so it definitely was a mind game for me uh just trying to be more mature um and like lock in and focus on my goals and be and be more of a student of the game and that's yeah. that that was tough for me at the beginning yeah um but after a while talking to you know older guys and even some pro guys um they tell me like you know what everybody goes through that process to where yeah. you like you know what this this may not be for me yeah and i went through that for maybe like a month or two, and then afterwards, I was like, you know what, you got to push through this shit yeah. because at the end of the day, like, it's gonna be you're gonna pop out and it's gonna be sunshine, and yeah. and and that's what it was. And even in the pros, man, it's been it's been you know tough, but um, like you say, you just keep working and keep pushing, man, and it's yeah. it all pays off. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's so so good to have that perspective. Mm-hmm. 
Because I also feel like when you're young and when you're, you know, even going to like a good college and doing that stuff, like you just want, I don't know, especially when you're hungry, like how you are, um, you want it now. Yeah. You know, you're like, I can do this. Yeah. Like, let me out there. I, yeah. can, You know what I mean? And like, it's hard to like, you get that true perspective of like, trust me, this is a long game. Mm -hmm. And in the end, mm -hmm. it's all going to pay off. Yeah. I, that's a, it's good to have that guidance. You know what I mean? Yeah, man. Um, so all in all, how'd, the, how'd, how'd that year go? You played well, everything went well? Yeah, I played well. The year went great. Um, we ended up losing in the second round of the tournament. We were a top 10 team in the country. Yep. Um, so that was that was an awesome experience for me being a 18-year-old from Houston. Yeah. Um, and then I was like, you know what? I'm out of here. Yeah. I'm going to go, you know, try to take, you know, take my talents take to your the talents next level. To, yeah. You know? And yeah. Uh, <laughs> And and it, it was it was a cool process, man. And I I love Texas A&M. I love College Station. I, I miss it. Um, I still got some eligibility left. Two, yeah, three years left. So yeah, okay, maybe. Um, <laughs> but no, man, that could be your podcast. Yeah, DeAndre goes to college. <laughs> yeah, I go to. Hey, college. it's a uh, week seven. Still sucks. Yeah. Uh, shouldn't Madison. have done this. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, man, the, the the whole draft process that was that was fun until draft night. Yeah, why? Uh, because I went. Way later than I was. What number were you? Thirty-five, second round. So that was I was pissed. Are you sitting there like? Shit. Yeah, and I'm like, like man, every, I, one, every I'm number. Rented this nice ass suit. Yeah. I'm just sitting here, like you know what I mean. <laughs> I'm just sitting here, man. This is this is terrible. Like, and my brothers are like, well, when they gonna call your name? You know, yeah. and I'm like, oh, in a second, you know. <laughs> and they're like, oh, That's so funny. like ten picks later, Dre, like, what's going on? I'm like, I don't know. Like, I don't <laughs> know what's up. going on. Leave me alone. Like. I'm, at this point, I'm sweating, yeah. and I'm I'm upset. And then, you know, the 35th pick comes up, and then Adam Silver, who's the commissioner now, yeah. was like, "No, 35th, 35th pick, the Los Angeles Clippers select DeAndre Jordan." And I was like, <laughs> "I was like, let's go!" You yeah, know? yeah, yeah, yeah. Then I was excited, let's but the whole it. time before that, I was pissed. I was upset. I'm like, "Man, I, why am I here so long?" You yeah. Know? Um, but I think that that from that day on, I was like, you know what? The teams that passed me up before. You know, yeah, here you go. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm ready. Yeah. And um, it, it was a frustrating process, but when you hear your name get called, man, it's it's a blessing. And I, I was definitely excited and happy, and my whole family was there. Yeah. So that was. Uh, I mean, that that's was, the that dream. Cool that's the moment. Yeah. Right. Like I would especially say, being like 19 years old at Madison Square Garden, you and your yeah. name called. Like that was cool. That's cool, yeah. man. Like, because when you're younger, like, and you're picturing making it to the NBA, is that the moment you're picturing? Nah, it isn't. Well, what's, you know what? What's it, the, the moment? That moment when they called my name—that's what I wanted to experience, and that was that was awesome. Yeah. But the headache and the stress before—that's yeah. that's not how I thought it was going to be. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but I mean, when you're picturing like the dream actually becoming true, is it that moment, or is it like the first time you walk out onto the floor, or like what was the? You know, did you have that? Like, I think I just it was that, like walking that. on stage, putting on a clipper hat. Yeah. Like wow, like that's I just so got cool. This is nuts. Like. My, my friends at home, they're going to love it. You know, this is cool. I'm getting so many text messages and stuff. Yeah. And then the next experience, I think, was, you know, going to the practice site, meeting all of the staff and your teammates mm -hmm. and, and everything like that. And then when you are, have an opportunity to first, you know, play your first minutes. Yeah. That's a, Those are, you know, three big moments for me uh, as a rookie. Yeah. Was there ever any, um, any shock um, going to that next level? Like, was there ever a time when you felt – out of your league or or uh, nervous or you know walking out onto the floor at Staples or like was there ever a moment where you're like shit I was yeah I was nervous because my favorite player when I was young was Dirk yep and we played against Dallas like one of the first games of the season and then you know as a rookie you know I wasn't really playing a lot so I was having to work out before the games and yeah. you know, like cardio and lifts and shoot and all this stuff and um, I'm in the weight room lifting and then Dirk walks in and I'm doing like some cardio I like stop on the treadmill and I tell our uh, uh, strength and conditioning coach, I'm like, yo, that's Dirk. Uh -huh. That's Dirk. He's like, I don't give a damn if it's Dirk. Get back on the treadmill. <laughs> and I was like, what? Like, this is crazy. This is my favorite player coming up. I'm 19 years old. I just look at this guy. I'm just like, oh, this is my first time seeing him in person. And um, the coach is like, so what? Get on the treadmill. You'll see yeah. this guy a million more times. Let's go, run. You're going to hate this guy. Yeah. And I'm like, <laughs> what? I'm just looking at him like I'm running on the treadmill, just kind of like looking back. Like, yeah. This is Dirk. Like, yeah. You know, and he comes out, he, of course, he's flames our ass for like 30 you know what i'm saying but it but it was a cool experience man and then um you know then when you get older and you start to play against these guys you're like you know what i 
I don't like Dirk as much as yeah. I used to like Dirk. <laughs> yeah, so true. No, I'm just kidding. But it's, but it's fun, man. Once that competition aspect comes into it, then um, it's, it's a lot more fun. Yeah. That's what else is so crazy to me is like, this might be normal to you now, but like the idea of it's only in this profession or sports where you grow up idolizing people. Mm -hmm. And then if you're lucky, like, like you were, you get to actually play them yeah. and compete against them. Yeah. And it's like, man, I loved you, but like, I also like, fuck yeah, you. Now you I'm know trying to kick your like, ass right now. You I don't know, know how I yeah. it, 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 Competition trumps all of that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Rather you, like, man, I used to have that guy's picture on my walls from Slam Magazine. Or yeah, I used, and now you know, I want to kill him. Ask for this guy's jersey for Christmas. And it's like, no, now I got to try to block this guy's shot. Yeah. Or now I got to screen this guy. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So it's, um, it definitely was something to where I was like, it's over. No more favorite players. Yeah. Like, you got to play against this guy. You can still have friends. And I have friends in this league to this day who are my best friends. But when we play on the court, like, I could care less about this guy. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I'm sure that they feel that same way about me. But it's it's just a competition. When the competition takes over, it's. That's always something I've wondered. Like if you like you can legitimately be really good friends with someone, but when you're out there, it that does not matter at yeah, all. Yeah, no, no. I've cussed out some of my best friends. Some of my best friends have cussed me out. We've got gotten texts, like in scuffles, and after the game we go to dinner together. Really? Yeah. Is there anyone anyone that you don't have to say their name, but uh anyone that you actually truly dislike that maybe if you saw out and about, like you'd want to punch in the face? Or does it not go that far? I don't think it goes that far. That's so for crazy. some players, I think it does, yeah. But for me, I you know, I just keep it on the court. It's all competition. Right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, that's you would cool. probably fight somebody, right? What? You would probably fight somebody. Yeah, I couldn't do it. Yeah. I can't balance those <laughs> yeah. two things. Like yeah. I, when I watch you guys, like I'm like, damn, man. Like I don't know how yeah. you do that. And then because I, I know you see each other. Yeah. You know, like I'll see, see each other all the time. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. But no, I just that's just a sports thing. Like yeah. you guys just know how to do that. Yeah. You know how to like want to rip someone's face off and then. And then, well, hey, you yeah, know, toast, cheers. Yeah. To me, if you get to that level, that means you have to fight. Yeah. You know, like, that's, just, like, that's all <laughs> you know, I know. Hey, I'll meet you in the parking lot same time. Yeah, you have we'll fight. to. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, what about any big moment in, in the NBA of, because uh, here's what I love, right? Like, I'm trying to wrap my head around, like I said, like, working on that level, living your dreams. Like, it's just all so cool to me. Mm -hmm. um, was there a moment when you felt like, like, I'm here. Like, I'm, I got this. Like, I'm going to actually not only be in the NBA, but I'm here to really make an impact. And, like, I will. Like, even if it could be, like, I don't know, blocking someone's shot who you thought was so good. Like, just, like, a moment. Did that yeah. ever happen? Like that? Uh, Man, I think that when I got my first start, yeah, that was that was super cool. I started against the Lakers um, back when they were, you know, was it 2010, 11, yeah. when they won those rings with Bynum and Gasol and Kobe, yeah. obviously. Um I started that game. Chris Kamen was hurt, I believe, and um, I played well, man. I had, like, 22 points and, like, 14 rebounds, and I was like, oh, shit, like, I can do this. Yeah, yeah. And I can do this for a long time. Yeah. You know? <laughs> and so um, cool. I'll never forget after the game, like, you know, they beat us, of course. Yeah. <laughs> they beat us. And, uh, you know, I'm, you know, shaking hands with guys after the game, and Kobe comes up, he daps me up, and he's like, hey, man, you're going to be a good player in this league for a long time. Yeah. And I was like, oh, shit. Yeah. You know, so I go, I immediately get on my phone and I text my brothers, guess what Kobe said to me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're like, what? And I'm like, I told them, like, he didn't say that shit to you. And I'm like, I swear to God, he said it. I swear. And uh, and that was cool. And that definitely stuck with me for a very long time. So, yeah. Um, and just to be able to play against a great guy like that for the, what, eight years I played against him? Yeah. That was, um, that was that was that was cool to come from him. Is, is he, do you think he's the best player you've ever played against? Like, who's your, who, in your opinion, is the best player that you've ever? Oh, man. I mean, if you had to pick one. Gosh, that's tough. Yeah. I mean, obviously you grow up watching guys like Kobe and, you know, I played against Shaq. That was cool. Yeah. Um, but yeah, man, I, Kobe was Kobe was great. And we've, we've played those guys four times a year yeah. for eight years. So yeah. you always saw those guys. So I just those. think it's always like, even with me, like, you know, like, you know, too, like we've met a lot of famous people or a lot of high achieving people. And like, sometimes you meet people and you're like, Oh, that guy's an idiot. Yeah. You know what I mean? But yeah. like there's some people that you meet or that you um work with or whatever where you're like, damn, like he is everything that I hoped he yep. was. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. That's what Kobe seems mm -hmm. like. Yeah, he's awesome, man. Great. He, and the thing about him is like he'll tell you that and then right back to competitive. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? And yeah. the way you can, like you said, balance both of those things and then separate it to where like, I like you, you're cool, I wish you the best, but 
for 48 minutes, I'm going to try to kick your ass. Yeah, that's yeah. That's so, so true, that's, man. That's cool. I got to work on that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, what about like, it had to be dope when the Clippers sort of started to get more shine in yeah. LA, right? Did yeah. it feel like, because once again, this is where my uh, lack of famili- familiarity is going to come in, but it seemed like for the longest time, like you guys were doing your thing and it was just, you, it just wasn't thought yeah. about. It wasn't yeah. a priority. Yeah. Now it seems like Clipper games, there's more celebrities on the court. There's more, like there's more news yeah. about that. Like did yeah, that feel? Fine, man. And, and like you said, I'm, I'm sorry, but no, it no, was, no. It, um, I remember, I'll never forget, like, you know, my rookie year, we won as many games as my age. We won 19 games. We lost 63. So I'll never forget that. And I was like, damn, like this is tough. I've never lost like this. Yeah. And then the next year we won a couple more games, and then we just always continue to get better. And to be a part of that 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 progress was was amazing, man. And then little by little, you start to see the culture change. Yeah. You know, um, you know, we were, we were bad for a couple of years, and then we ended up getting the first pick, and we ended up getting a guy like Blake. And then a few years later, we were able to get you know Doc Rivers and Chris Paul, and um, and then you know you. St- then it starts to become more of an attraction for free agents to want to come yeah. here and guys to want to come here and play because it's like, okay, well, you know, this that team isn't shitty. You know, yeah. they have some guys <laughs> that that are, are are good and I could play with and LA's a great city and we, there's a great coach there. So then it becomes to be like like the pretty girl in high school. You know? yeah. like, oh, she's new, she's pretty, like, we should go, you know? Yeah. Um, <laughs> And, so and that just has to feel good. Yeah, so it, it was cool to be a part of that, man, and, and seeing like how you know how the levels and how you are going up each year. It was it, it's cool to be a part of that. Yeah. Um, what about like? Do you have any like pre um, number one when it comes to like your training sort of regimen and that stuff? Obviously, like that whole thing is very next level to me. As you can tell, I'm not a big uh, fitness guy, but uh, <laughs> not a big weightlifter. But any like sort of routines or like music or anything you do before a game to like get you going and ready to rip people's faces off? Yeah, I'm super routine oriented. Yeah. And I'm meticulous. Like I got to do stuff at a certain time. Yeah. Certain things I got to. in Throughout your whole life? Throughout. Like meaning. The game day. Breakfast. Okay, game day. Yeah. Yep. Like I, you know, I'm taking a nap at a certain time, waking up at a certain time. I'm, um, you know, I'm getting when I get to the arena, I'm getting a massage. I'm doing some yeah. yoga. I'm, yeah. you know, and the one I never forget, like it was maybe like six years ago. I was late to the arena because of this great traffic we have here. Yeah, kind of love um, it. And I'm on the tenth freeway, <laughs> and I'm like, shit, I'm gonna be late. But mind you, I get to the game like three and a half, four hours early. Yeah. You know, so I'm like, damn, I'm gonna be late. I'm gonna get there three hours before. Yeah. You know? yeah. Um, because I think as a rookie, they always made us get there early and that kind of stuck with me. So even now in my 10th year, I still get there at the same time I got there when I was a rookie. Yeah. Um, and I was like, hey, okay, you know what? I'm not going to have time to, to get a massage, do yoga. So I just got to lift, do a little cardio, shoot, and then, you know, do the rest of my stuff. And that game, I sprayed my ankle. And I think that, <laughs> I think that from then on, I was like, okay, yep, my strategy's right. I can't get out of my routine. So I got to do my stuff. And, um... I never was late after that. Yeah. But it was just I think that once you get a routine and you get something that's comfortable to you, yeah, and and for you and you, you know, it, it's weird, man. But it everybody's different, but it works for me. Yeah. yeah. Any um, what anything to get you motivated to like kill people? Um, because I just when I watch once again, just me watching from a very uh, from my perspective, the shit you do. And the people that you have to like go against at mm-hmm. such a level, and like really like just th- these seven foot tall men that you're just trying to fucking attack, like is that just naturally in you? I think it's naturally in me, but I also um, it's gonna, I'm gonna sound like a junkie. I, it's okay. Uh, <laughs> it's okay. This is Welcome. A great show. This is also I an intervention. That's why I have your a friends are here. Black coffee, three sugars. <laughs> yeah, I pound that, and then I listen to some Tupac. Yeah. That's hit them up, yeah. listen to yeah, that yeah, shit, yeah, yeah. like on repeat, yeah. and then uh, then I'll chug a uh, energy drink and then go out there, That's and I do the same thing at halftime. So after the games, I'm kind of sitting there, yeah, shaking and shit at the dinner table, yeah. But then about three o'clock in the morning, I'll go to sleep. Yeah, so, <laughs> yeah, that, no so, so that's that's cool. <laughs> that's what I like. Damn it, that's good. Um, can I ask you about this? And and we can skip it if if you don't want to answer oh, it. But shit. this is the only one. When the Donald Sterling shit went down, oh, that was crazy. Was that like? Did the team, like, how did that look behind the scenes? Like, because I remember watching that yeah. and being like, fuck, what a jam up yeah. if you're one of those guys. This was during the playoffs, too. We were playing. 
yeah. the Warriors, and you know, during that. Whole and so, deal. did you guys huddle up separately and say, "What? How are we gonna deal with this?" Well, we found out the night before that you know something was gonna, you know, that something got out and it was gonna be released the next morning. Got it. So we were like, okay, well, I wonder what this guy said or whatever. Did and, you know it was like he did something fucked up? Yeah. Okay, but, but that's we didn't it. know what was said. <laughs> yeah. You know, they're like, something's gonna be released tomorrow. We're like, oh shit, you know. Yeah. So I'm like, all right, well, whatever. You yeah. know, we'll like find out tomorrow. Yeah. So the next morning, like seven in the morning, I'm getting all these texts from my boys. You know, Fuck family. Yeah. Like, so I'm like, all right, well, let me go listen to it. Yeah. You know, so I'm listening to it, and then, you know, slowly and slowly, my mouth is just. Drop, yeah, yeah, you know, and yeah. I'm just sitting there. It's like, worse and worse and worse. What? Yeah. You know? And um, so then we get to the breakfast meeting, and then we're all sitting there just complete silence. You can hear a pin drop again. Yeah. So I'm just sitting there, and I'm, you know, I, I'm a, I'm an emotional guy where my, you know, heart on my sleeve. So I'm sitting there, and you can tell I'm visibly pissed off. Yeah. You know? And they ask us, they're like, what's, what's wrong? I'm like, I'm not, I'm, I think it's bullshit. I'm not playing. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, and... You know, a couple of other guys were like, yeah, I'm not playing either. And this isn't a playoffs. Yeah. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, um, Where we worked our ass off from, you know, September to be here, you yeah. know. And, uh, you know, it, it was just such a, it was it was very emotional. And it was, it, and it was tough to deal with. But I think that we all learned something from then because it got us closer as a team. Yeah. Because we were like, you know what, when we were kids, you know, growing up and thought about the playoffs and thought about competing for a championship, we didn't want to do it for somebody else. Yeah. We wanted to do it for us. Yeah, it's you know, a jam. For our enjoyment, yeah. our families, and uh, and to build a legacy. But um, but then we all came together and we were like, okay, we're not going to stand for that. We're going to stand for us as a team, and you know who've been fighting. So I, that game, I believe we uh, we had like Los Angeles Clippers like shirts, and we all turned them inside out. Yeah, and then went out on the court and like you know we kind of made our little statement. But yeah, you did a good job. It was it, it was cool, man, and and. You know, even a guy like JJ Reddick was like, "Yeah, like I'm, you know, probably was like the only white guy <laughs> this on the is team." He's like, "This is this is terrible," and I, and I love JJ. That's my guy, man. But he, uh, but he, even he visibly was uh, upset about it because, um, you know, yeah, we're all in the locker room together, down, we're, yeah. and we're eight months together, so we're brothers. You yeah, know what I mean? And we, we yeah. go through a lot of crap together. And it wasn't but, like light. It's not like no, oh, it, guys, wasn't, it wasn't that bad. Yeah, no, it wasn't like you know, <laughs> guys, if you look at it this way, like yeah, nah, this yeah. shit was bad. Yeah. You know what I mean? But. Um, and then they went, and Balmer took over not long after that. Yeah, maybe like the year after. I think the season. Got after. it. So yeah. it kind of, from your guys' perspective, it kind of did it blow over kind of quickly. Like it kept it moving. And yeah, I mean, anytime you spend two billion dollars, it's gonna blow over. Sure. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Pretty <laughs> so, much do what you want for two. So billion yeah, man, yeah. it was it was it was great. And Balmer's great. He's an amazing owner. Yeah. He uh, he loves the game of basketball, yeah. and you should hear him. He's louder than I am on the, on the sidelines. I've seen the videos he's, and shit. He's, yeah. he's very. Um, uh, Animated. animated yeah yeah and, yeah and energetic and and it's cool man you if we make a player get a dunk or get a block he's red in the face like like he just did it and it's <laughs> and, and it's cool to see somebody who um who owns a team and um and, and is that passionate about yeah, it yeah i agree man that's cool okay yeah that was just something that i always wondered because I've known you guys for a while, and I obviously see Blake out and about all the time. Yeah. But that's just not the type of question. I'm not going to see you at the yeah, club like, and be like, "Yo, man, hey, how about that uh, <laughs> yeah. Donald Sterling shit?" You yeah. know what I mean? But it was uh, definitely a little dicey. But I'm but I'm glad that it's over with, and and uh, we get to we get to move on. I haven't even thought about that for a while. I know. Yeah, yeah. I just had to ask. Yeah, I'm probably going to dream about that tonight. Oh, I fucked up. Damn. It. <laughs> um, okay, here's like kind of my final. Like these are like the more. <sighs> general questions right like one of the things that i like to ask people is seeing all that you've seen like you've obviously lived a lot of different coming from where you come from making it through that then seeing even texas a&m life which i haven't experienced then all the stuff that you've done while in the nba i'm guessing you've uh, we were talking earlier about all the trips you've went on and you've lived a lot of life mm -hmm. um if you could tell a kid who just graduated college and walked off stage just walked off stage and there you are. Hey man, it's me, DeAndre. What? Hey, would you me, it's DeAndre, the college hey, dropout. Uh, yeah. Come to talk to you. <laughs> yeah. Let me just give you one. Like, what would you? Do you have any like sort of gem for for that type of person? Man, I would say to always shoot for something that even you think that is impossible. Um, go beyond what you want to do, mm -hmm. um, and because I think that I made that mistake not a mistake but i made that that call when i was younger like i just want to do this and i'll be happy with that mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Never, never be complacent in what you're doing. And, and anytime you can always, like we said before, anytime you can always set another goal, yep. a higher goal, yep. that's um, that, that, that's awesome, man. Yeah, because I feel like, too, like a lot of times people go wrong because they make their dream sound so scary yeah. that they just don't do anything. Yeah, right? a lot of people are afraid to fail, too, which is- Yeah, and what you realize you know, is when you when you get there, it's not even that cool. Yeah. You're going to wonder what the next thing is. You're like, is. damn, like, what, what's next? You yeah. always, everybody's going to- Want to do more, yeah, and uh, and I think that's that that may be the the advice: do more, yeah. Because you know? who would have thought? Like, if you told your twelve year old stuff, you will make it to the NBA, and you'll be wondering how to start a podcast. Yeah. You're like, shut up, dude. Yeah, well, like, why would you want to do a podcast? You gonna make it to the NBA? <laughs> yeah, what? like I make it to the NBA. That's you know? when life is just kind of oh, I made yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, here's another one. Do you have a favorite failure? Did you have anything that sticks out in your mind that maybe at the time you thought was like a really big deal and ended up not being, or or ended up sort of you learned a lesson from it, or anything like that? I think it was draft night for me, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, because you know when you're a kid, you always want to be a lottery pick, a first round draft pick, and I was a second round draft pick. So for, at that point, I was like, "Man, I failed." Yeah, you're right. You That's, know, yeah, um, it's so interesting. But I think from that point on, it gave me a little bit more of a boost, yeah, and a bigger chip. And I think that the situation that I'm in, you know, people always say, you know, everything happens for a reason. Mm-hmm. I believe that sometimes. Yeah, um, but in this case, I believe that something. That that happened to me for a reason because it made me uh, stronger mentally, mm-hmm. and it made me want to work harder. Mm-hmm. And um, with that with that whole situation, I, I'm in a great situation, and I'm in today. I've been with this team that I'm got drafted by for ten years, and mm-hmm. and and that's been extremely uh, extremely awesome for, yeah. for me to be a part of. And you almost left, but you backed out. I remember yeah. that. I remember because, like, I don't even. I, we don't got to yeah, get into that. Was, that was crazy. Yeah. That. But I remember. <laughs> I would have rather that question than the Sterling. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know. I just remember that happening, and I remember, like, like I said, I I, I remember being bummed. Yeah. Like I remember being like, damn, like I like the whole thing that they have going yeah. on. You know what I mean? Yeah. It was. Um, it was yeah, that was a, that was a little tough time too. But it was, it it, it was it was eye opening because I, I wanted to. I think I wanted to branch out and do more. Yeah. Um. But then I think loyalty for me kind of kicked back in, and I was like, you know what? I want to be able to finish something that we started here, and yeah. and, and, and win. If I wanted to win a championship, I wanted to win a championship with those guys here, with the team that drafted me. And and um, I love that man. But hey, man, I'm here. Don't be sad about it. Yeah, yeah, I know. Thank God. Yeah. Thank you, man. You're welcome. Thanks. I really appreciate that. Because I, I I feel like if I was there, I wouldn't be able to come on the podcast. Bro. Absolutely not. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, um. What about you? We were talking about podcasts and stuff. Do you have any favorite go-to podcasts, books, documentaries, anything like that? Well, this one I was listening to for a little bit, um, but then I it was, it was shitty. Um, was it um, short story long? Nah, I knew That's it. I one. fucking knew that. No, man. I'm just honestly, I'm just really getting into everything. Listening to a lot of different um, podcasts and some 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 visual things just to kind of yeah, you know, just get information and also get a great laugh and just some, like you said, insight to other people's lives. And yeah. that, that's that's really cool to to be able to relate to other people who you would only see probably on television or yeah. read about in a book. Yeah. yeah. And I'm going to go ahead and put it on record and let the whole world know uh, you're going to start a podcast. Shit. And so now you are being held accountable. Um, I'm sweating right now. And I'm excited. And we just talked about it for like half hour before we started. You're going to find exactly sort of what, you know, you have some really good ideas. You're going to find out exactly what the lane is and you're going to do it. I think it's such a dope thing. And I think that like, like we talked about, like people want that access. Mm -hmm. They want to know what you're really about. They want to hear you talking to your friends. Like they want it more than you think they want it. Mm -hmm. And I think like it's, you're going to be really pumped on where it takes you. I I say give it a year. What I told myself is, Mm I'm going to treat it like it's like a diet and I'm going to, and to trick myself, I'm going to say that it's a project. It's right. not like, um, there's no, I don't care at all how many people listen, even though I do a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just going to interview one inspiring person a week for a year, mm-hmm. no matter what. If it sucks after a year, I'll quit. Mm-hmm. Um, but the the conversations that it's opened up and the different opportunities and all that stuff is yeah. crazy. And I know that that's what's going to happen yeah. if you do it. So you have to just go for it and commit to it and at least for a year. Yeah. And then call I mean, me yeah, like, yo, I'm, you were wrong and that sucked and thanks for wasting my time. <laughs> <laughs> you know I, mean? I, hope, I hope I don't make the call but if I do, it's definitely going to be a lot of bleeps. Because I'm like, you told, you told me this is going to be a great idea. I'm going to record it and air it as a follow-up, follow-up episode. <laughs> no, man, I'm super excited about it, man. Uh, this is something that my friends and I have been talking about for 
a, a little a little time now, and um, I think it's time that we uh, we go out there and try to yeah. do it, man. And I came here to get some advice from the great. Oh, jeez. And um, oh, stop it. No, not you, the lady outside. <laughs> oh yeah. <you> <laughs> no, nah, I came to get some advice from the great, and um, and just kind of you know see where we're gonna go with it, man. So hopefully, whenever we get this thing going on, um, you know, you'll come down and sit and talk with me. Yeah, yeah. I'll, hey. That's the least I can do. I'll get you some free drinks or whatever. Whatever, smart water. All I need is yeah. smart water. Okay, cool. Smart Maybe water. a Red Bull and some Tupac. Get me ready. Hit him up. Well, that'll be the song is, that we play right, before, right when we start. Yes, what's funny is you have the same routine to go like battle seven foot men as I do to like do a podcast. Okay. Like it takes me the same. Yeah, I'll be in the Uber on the way here. Like, come on, man, you got this. You're Hit so smart. Up. People are going to be so inspired. Beat your chest and People shit. Are, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, last thing. This is the big lofty end question. As I, like we were just talking about, as it, you're smart. You're already progressing. You're already thinking of what's next. Do you have sort of a grand vision of what you see like is coming next? What are you doing in 20 years? What are Do you have any of that or are you just kind of like you're taking the next thing and you're attacking it and doing it well? Yeah, I think I'm just taking the next thing and attacking it right now. Yep. And then, but with that being said, I'm also, you know, trying to put my foot in mind and different other things. Just, just kind of see where what I like to do. Yeah. No, actually what I love to do. Because when you're retired, you know, you're only going to want to do stuff that you want to do. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. When I'm done playing basketball, I don't want to do something because I have to do it. Yep. I want to do it because I actually love to do it and I enjoy it and it's fun for me. So yeah. um, we're just trying to figure those things out now. Even though hopefully I have a, a long time before I'm done playing. Yeah. Um, you know, just to be able to 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 use this, this, this platform and, and just kind of, you know, test out different markets and see what I want to do is is good for me to get a head start on. Yeah, agreed. Well, I'm excited, man. I know whatever you're going to do, it's going to be good. Yes, sir. Thank you for making this happen. Um, we did it. Yes, sir, man. I'm glad. Thank you so much if for If you ever me. want to come back and freestyle, we're here. I will. I'll write some shit down. Thank you. I'm more of a pen and pad guy anyway. That's okay. As long as you memorize it and act like it's a freestyle. Okay, cool. And then yeah. I'll just make like hype man noises in my mic. Okay, cool. I so, like that. Hit him, up, hit him up in the in the back a little bit That'll and be the you beat. do the rest of the beat. That, that should be the beat, right? Yeah, but I want you to do like a little, little, little. You want me to say it, or like ad libs for yeah. sure. Yeah. Okay. Done. Yeah. There it is. Coming soon, guys. Uh, hot, hot, hot. Sixteen from John. Hot George. fire. Here we go. Thank you, man. <laughs> we did it. Knocking stuff over. <laughs> All right, there it was. I hope you enjoyed it. I really like doing that one. I love more than anything when somebody like DeAndre that is so well known and has such a known career. Uh, comes on and really shares the details and is very open and easy to talk to. And it's just the perfect guest for this podcast. So I hope you guys enjoyed that. Be on the lookout for his podcast. No name, no nothing yet, but um, from talking to him about it for a long time, I can tell that it's going to be something really cool and he's really into it. So that's coming soon. I'm going to keep putting pressure on him to make sure he actually does it. And that's it. Thank you. Once again, the Drama Newsletter is at ynr.com slash LA. Uh, my YouTube is youtube.com slash drama drama, where my new podcast slash YouTube show group chat is on. Also, you can search group chat in iTunes. Subscribe to the podcast there. Um, 40% off all full price items on Young and Reckless with the promo code SSL. And while you're at it, don't forget to go leave me some positive feedback on the iTunes store or the podcast app on your phone. Thank you guys. I appreciate it. And I'll be back next week.